This is noise. Listener, can you hear me? Kept you waiting, huh? Looks like there's more content at pixelbenders.com. You'll have to click the link in the description below to access the site. Find movie commentaries, exclusive shows, and early access to videos. Let's plays of the hardest retro games and analyses of the worst games ever made. That's more content than you can hold in one hand. Try smuggling all that in your stomach. You can send your questions to info at pixel-benders.com. Got it? Okay, you're ready to go. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Codec Calls, a Metal Gear Saga podcast uh, where we play and replay the games from uh, chronological, but from release order, starting from Metal Gear all the way to Metal Gear Solid 5 and maybe survive if it's still alive. Um, I am one of your hosts, uh, Luis. I am German. And I am Damocris. And uh, we are, I guess officially we should call ourselves the Pixel Benders. From last week, if we recap a little bit, we decided that we would take one week to play through the first Metal Gear, uh, the MSX version. And we all played through the uh, Master Collection version. Like now that I think about it, I really should have just played on the Vita because I was playing it on my phone, streaming it from my computer using a backbone controller, so I really should have just played with the Vita instead of <laughs> streaming it to myself from my from my office to my living room. That was pretty dumb. Any lags? Uh very little. Like um I have I have Wi Fi six in the house, so it's not too bad and with the new phone, like it's pretty much seamless, which is nice. But anyways, yeah, so uh I'm gonna talk a little bit about Metal Gear the first game. Uh it was released in July thirteenth 1987 and that was uh, released for the I keep calling it the MSX but it's actually the MSX2 which was a Windows computer in Japan only yeah so the game actually the only reason it exists is because Konami wanted uh, Hideo to create a game kind of like kind of like Contra where you know it's kind of like bullet hell type of stuff and you know something something the westerners to to like you know we we love guns and so that's what they wanted us to to play they wanted us to play like a war type game kojima realized that the the msx2 couldn't handle like that many sprites on screen like it was just like it was too much and so he was like well what if we just make like a game where you're trying to avoid combat and that's how metal gear was actually born i think he pitched it a couple times and people were like no until it was finally like yeah just just go ahead and do it and and uh then he made it since then it's been released on the commodore 64 on game boy color on gamecube which i'm guessing that's maybe how is how is it released on gamecube from twin snakes maybe i'm the same thing i can think of right so um windows mobile ms dos the n-gage oh hold on hold on i don't think this is just the game game i think this is just the series yeah, I'm just reading this off the Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this isn't correct. Yeah, there's no way. Anyways, if you've ever seen the um, the Japanese box art to it, it's kind of like the one from the NES. 
and it's got like a dude holding a gun and he's got like fatigues on. The image of that actually is directly inspired by, so there's like a, like a photograph and it's of uh, Michael Bean from the movie Terminator. Like it's literally him. If you look at the art. No, it's Kyle Reese. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Reese, which is crazy. It's just like, okay. Oh, here we go. MSX2 NES. That doesn't really count. Uh, Commodore 64, MS-DOS, I guess, yeah, GameCube. So probably Twin Snakes, mobile phone, and Windows. You know what? I think you're right. I think it was on, on the Twin Snakes. And uh, I think I probably booted it up, and I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not messing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was the NES version, though. I don't think that, like, because I, I think know. the first time, I think the first time this version was released was Snake Eater. I think so, too. Right? That was the first time we were I, like, I think what so. the hell is this? Yeah. But anyways, um, let's jump into, uh, did, did we finish the game? Did any of us finish the game? I did, uh, just barely. And I did have to use a, uh, a walkthrough to finish it, but I did finish the game. Was it with the, the map and, and the walkthrough you found? Uh, no, it actually wasn't with a map. And so that made it a little bit more difficult, but I was okay with that, uh, because I was trying to find a walkthrough that didn't contain spoilers. Okay. Um, and I found just that. So it was it was enough that I could get through the game. Um, I tried it at first without one. I, I probably spent about 15 hours or so before I, I decided to do the walkthrough because I, I decided at that point I wasn't going to get through it in time um, for this podcast. I was going to finish it in a week. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Um, I remember talking to you guys about it. You guys were like, that's fine. So. I went ahead and found a walkthrough that didn't have any spoilers and did that, and I was able to finish the game. So Nice. So you didn't use the, the, the map I gave you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I uh, I kind of glanced at it, and it got a little bit of information from it, but for the most part, I just kind of went based off the walkthrough. So. Okay, good, because when I, uh, when I actually looked at it, I looked at it and read some things on it. I was like, oh, shit, there's fucking spoilers on here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured there would be, yeah, which is why I asked you about that at first. And I was like, is that okay? Like, is it came to say spoilers? And you're like, ah, yeah. at this point, it doesn't really matter. So I was like, eh, I'll glance at it, but I'll try to work without it. If it like comes to it, I'll look at it. But yeah, I, I tried my best to avoid it. So Okay, nice. I, what about you, Jeremy? I did. I beat it. Um, I a One week, you know, with work schedule makes it tough to beat, kind of, in my opinion. I mean, I mean actually, I think I would have, I barely finished it barely made it in time uh before we started the cast here <laughs> i did have to use um a little bit of a walkthrough because i kept getting this one confused with the nes version and okay. and you know I was, I was like i think i'm supposed to do this but i don't remember and and so I was, there was definitely a part where i was getting too confused and if i had not done a walkthrough i would have never made it past it yeah seriously yeah um it's, yes i it's, it's, i it's, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I also beat it. I did I did need that that map I needed because I just couldn't keep everything in my head as far as like where I was and where I was going. Yeah. And luckily I already knew like the stories of the spoilers weren't um, a problem on that map. But yeah, without it, there's no way I definitely got stuck stuck. And I was like, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, so yeah, without that map, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have beaten it. Um, what were you gonna say, Jeremy? What part got you stuck? What, what was the one that you like caved in? You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a friend. Um, getting the the level seven key. That's where seven, I got huh? stuck. Yeah, because okay. I, I did definitely get 
I got through everything on my own pretty much because this is probably like my 20th attempt trying to get through this game. Like every time I'm always like, oh, a little further, oh, a little further. And so this time for sure, I was like, I, I know the beginning part and I can get to whatever. But, you know, once the level seven key, I was like, what what am I doing wrong? Like, I really couldn't figure it out. So, yeah, that's where I got stuck. Where'd you get stuck, German? Um, I got stuck. So I knew how to get the level seven card. I, again, I was confusing it with um, the NES version. I actually got stuck on the enemy uniform part. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I was I was convinced. I, I actually I got Diane, the a useless call, <laughs> a useless frequency, um, confused with Jennifer, because you know Jennifer is introduced till later on. So I was like, I was like, dude, I know I gotta call this bitch. Yeah. To to I thought she gave me the uniform. I was so convinced she gave me the damn uniform, and then uh, you know I, I just I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out, and I was like, dude, this can drive me crazy. And I swear I punched every wall in that prison area, <laughs> and I get and I guess I did it. And I was like, "You stupid!" I was like, "So I went back, and as soon as I got it, I was like, okay, I took it from there." And then you know, the rest of it was like, I remember these parts. I've only beaten this game like maybe once before, um, and it was on emulation, so you know, I had yeah. safe states. Not that you really need them. The game is pretty pretty forgiving if you die. You know, there's like the, the elevators are kind of your checkpoints, so it's it's not too bad if if you die. But but yeah, yeah. That, that's where I got stuck. Uniform. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off with Chris uh, on um, story wise because uh, he's new to Metal Gear. So I just, I just want to see if Chris got <laughs> anything out of this game. Like, was there actually a story, a coherent story that you understood? Like, did this make any sense to you? What's the story, basically? Tell me what the story was. The story, for the most part, definitely made sense to me. Um, so okay. essentially what I got out of it, and a lot of this was kind of from the ending, I guess, uh, kind of like put everything together, um, was that Big Boss wanted you to do this mission and supposedly purposely fail at it. And I don't know what his plan was exactly. I don't know if that was made clear to me or if I just didn't catch it or what. But uh, we, we apparently got too much information went in too deep, and he didn't like that, so he decided to fight us. Uh, I almost said uh, betray us, but he'd done that from the beginning. And it's funny that it happened because I kind of suspected that from the beginning, uh, especially like the the first area you walk into, like two or three times he says, oh, I forgot, or oh, I forgot to mention this, or oh, you should do this. And it's like, how would you forget about this stuff? Like, you're the commander, you're the one in charge. That seems like something like important. And so I, I wasn't like, I wasn't suspicious that he was going to turn on us or anything, but it was like, it's odd that the, the chat is, that is specifically mentioned, oh, I forgot, or I, oh, I didn't mention that, or don't forget about this and little things like that. And I was like, hmm, so that kind of stuck out to me. Um, and then as we were going through and everything, and, and then, uh, especially that one part, like right, right at the very end. He was like, abort mission, turn off your game system. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> what? what is going on? And so that's when I started learning, like, have I have I found something I'm not supposed to know? Like, what, what's going on? And uh, so, yeah, it, I I kind of saw it coming, but I, I was surprised that it was he was, like, on the enemy side, basically, and leaking information. Um, and there was, there was another part, too, where... Uh, What's his name? Oh my gosh. Uh, Schneider? His name. Schneider, yeah. Well, he's like, oh, the enemy is 
I can't believe it. Oh no. And then he, he just cuts <laughs> off. Yeah. It's like, what? Okay. Like, and it, it kind of clicked after that. Like, okay. So whoever was that's leaking this information caught him and now he's dead or whatever. And then yeah, at the very end when, when big boss is like, I'm not dead yet. You, I'm going to make you pay for this and we'll meet again. All that kind of stuff. I was like, Hmm, is that, that must be what leads to the sequel. And again, I have no idea what the sequel's about. Uh, but I'm assuming it has something to do with that. So, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a story. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember without spoiling anything. If if they did give you big bosses modems in this game, like or because you said Chris, like you're, you're saying you didn't know what his end game was. Yeah. Um. Do Do, do you remember noise? If If they um, um, kind of make it clear in this game or not? I don't think maybe. I'm like trying to think like did they say anything in the manual but I mean they wouldn't put that in the manual. Yeah, cuz cuz I mean in game as far as I know it, it doesn't tell you what his end game was. Yeah, like what was he trying to accomplish by sending you in there? I mean, we know what it is. Yeah. Because we've played, you know, 90% of the games, yeah. but did they tell you in this one? Hmm. I don't I don't I don't yeah, know. I don't we'll, we'll get so. back to I mean, that one, I guess. I guess the only thing I can think of is is just I mean I think it's just kind of like one of those givens like he wants to take over the world and because he has this yeah. walking nuclear battle tank that's the only thing I can think of is that was the 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 original plot was like oh yeah also Chris when you were saying you know like hey I forgot this hey I forgot that a big fucking clue that it's him is that why does he know all this shit is in here. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why does he know the layout of Outer Heaven so well? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until you started saying that. I was like, oh, shit. Why does he even know any of this? You know what's interesting to me on that um, is that I wonder how well it's translated. Because what if what if the word I forgot isn't translated correctly from Japanese? Maybe it meant to like, you know, like, oh, I, you know, get, get what I'm saying? Like, what if it's not really... I forgot. It, it might be mistranslation, and he could have been saying like, "Oh, you're in the gas. Put on the gas mask." You know, I forgot to tell you to put on the gas yeah. mask. And so this is, you know, so I, I just this I is actually the second uh, translated version because the the master collection. I noticed some dialogue was was different when I was playing. I was like, "This isn't the the dialogue I'm used to." It's different than the one on Snake yeah. Eater. Did you notice that? You know, I I knew something was up. I just think was so sad. Actually, I think this might be the third translation because there's the Snake Eater one, but then there's also like you can get your hands on the original MSX version, and I think that one also has some different dialogue. So I, th I think yeah, I think dialogue has changed and probably to make it more coherent now. Yeah, definitely. Chris, uh, keep, uh, you're free to keep uh, mentioning anything you want to bring up right now. Uh, I got I got tons in this game. Uh -oh. Yeah. Well, like like you were mentioning, uh, German. I think you had mentioned the part you got stuck on was finding the uh, the soldier uniform. Uh, that was a big hangup for me too. My first big hangup, however, was after you get captured, and then you go into the next room and you free that other guy, and you escape <laughs> from there. And I had no idea what to do. I that master shot or whatever his name was was there in the next room, and I I, I tried punching him. I tried like. I tried hitting all the walls. I tried like using everything I could because all my stuff was taken, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do next. And so I'm, <laughs> I think I'm, that's like, the first time you everything. asked us for help. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 
like I'm punching everything. I'm looking around for any context clues I can get. Like I'm trying to get him to shoot certain things. He like, am I supposed to stand in an area and have him shoot something and dodge the last minute so he breaks something? Like I'm doing everything I can think of. I remember I I had asked you guys and you're like, oh, have you tried radioing? And I was like, yeah, I had, but I I apparently did it wrong because when I and this this happened a few times throughout the game. Sometimes I would go into a room and the re- the radio would reset its frequency to one two zero point zero zero. I have no idea why. Other times it would stay on the frequency I would last use. Other, but sometimes it would just reset to one zero one two zero point zero zero. And so when I was trying that, I wasn't paying attention to the frequency. I'd just be like, "Hello, this is Snake. Come in," and then nothing. "Hello, this is Snake. Come in," and then nothing. And I was like, "Okay, there's there's no hints or whatever," you know. Um, until after I had mentioned that, and then I tried it, and he's like, oh, try everything. Try punching the wall, or try punching stuff. So I was like, okay, I've been trying that, but I'll try again. <laughs> and I just happened to punch the door on the bottom right there, and it opened. I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Of everything that I've punched in this room, including the enemy, because I found a little spot you can stand right behind him, where he can't hit you. Yeah. Um, and I tried punching, and I, I must have spent like five minutes straight doing that, and nothing happened. I was like, okay, that's not do anything. Uh, and so finally I was able to open that door and get my stuff back and go from there. But yeah, that was the first big hangup I had. Everything else was like, okay, so there's little context clues. I just have to figure it out or I have to backtrack or go into another room or try something else. Up until you, liter- that point. you literally hit a wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then, yeah, the, the part with the, the employee uniform and I had to look that up on the, the walkthrough. And, or no, actually, I, I think I just did like a Google search, Google search of it, and one of those little, you know, dialog box popped up and said, "Oh, you have to do this." And I was like, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" There's no way I would have figured that out. I would have been here for hours, days <laughs> even, before I figured that out. Um, and as it was, I think I spent an estimated probably 15 to 20 hours playing the game, maybe more. And, yeah, because uh, that end yeah. screen is not is not accurate. Yeah, no, without without that walkthrough, I'm not sure. Even two weeks or so, I probably wouldn't have made it through without that walkthrough. <laughs> I did enjoy the game for the most part. There were certainly times I got frustrated. I was like, no, I got to put it down before I get burned out. And yeah, and uh, but I did enjoy the game for the most part. It was it was a nice challenge, uh, and it brought me back to the, the the old days where yeah, you don't have walkthroughs, you don't have online guides and stuff like that, and. And I think German had mentioned before, like Nintendo Power Magazine and stuff like that. Like, those were your walkthroughs, and that's how you got all the secrets and stuff. And so, but it was, it was a nice challenge. They wouldn't give you everything either on those Nintendo Powers. Like, no, yeah. they'd give you like a little tease, mm-hmm. and and, and it would get you so far. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, well, now what? But yeah, I, I, I did enjoy. I did enjoy it. It was a good game. Uh, very, very challenging, obviously. And I, I think, I think a lot of the the things that you had to figure out had had good context clues. There were just a few that's like there's nothing to work off of, or it doesn't make any sense, or whatever. But for the most part, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. No, I'm glad to hear that, Chris. Definitely. Um, I, I was gonna say I, uh, this is probably what, like I said, only my second time beating it, maybe. And uh, I enjoyed it as well. I thought I thought it holds up pretty damn well. Um, it does obviously suffer from some early game development issues one of the things i was gonna bring up was the damn key cards oh my god how how freaking annoying it is that the newest card won't override the last card and i was gonna ask you 
guys, do you think that it was A, a oversight, but B, a potentially, let's say they couldn't program it into it. Maybe he did say, hey, we should make this happen, but for lack of space or God knows what, they couldn't make it work that way. Or do you think it was an aesthetic choice? Do you think he said, nah, 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 like each key is for its own door? I think I know the answer, but Chris, what do you think? Uh, I I personally think it was either A or C. I don't know much about programming, but I don't see why that would be a limitation. Um, that it whatever for whatever reason they could not code that in that you know, card seven can't open door seven and below and, and so on and so forth. Um, that also kind of got to me too because it's like especially when you're in the gas rooms <laughs> and. You have to switch to your card, which means your gas mask is off, which means you're taking damage. And you have to go through your cards. And it's, it's just a little tiny sliver of damage. I get that. But still, it's like at the same time, you know, if you're right before a boss room and you don't know that and you have one ration left because that's all you collected or that's all you have left. And you walk into a boss room and you just immediately die. And you're like, I have to go through all that all over again. And, and <laughs> I, I will give you, German, like you said, it's, you know, the the checkpoints with the elevators and stuff was kind of nice but still it's like there were there was i think it was building two that had it i i could be wrong uh the elevators that only went in one direction oh man there was one that only went up and there was one that only went down and i remember the first time i was in the one that only goes up and it was red and i'm trying to go down i was like why isn't this working why and i thought it was my buttons not working so I disconnect my controller, plug it back in, still not working. I disconnect it, plug it back in, still not working. I go into the menu, the buttons are working for that. It's like, why isn't it working? And it took me it took me the better of five minutes to figure out, oh, I can only go one direction on this elevator. So if I pass the floor I need to go, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so and that was that was not terribly frustrating. It wasn't it certainly wasn't end or game breaking, but it was one of those things where it's like, really? Can there not be a thing they can put like this only goes up or something or you know a warning or something? Yeah. But it, it was it's the color red I, goes I up. I guess so, yeah. But, but then the, there was another uh, one. There was another one that's blue. It's blue. Yeah, and it only goes down, oh. just like all the other blue elevators. Who would make that connection? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The red made sense because okay, this this one's differently colored, and it takes you a while to figure out. Yeah, but like the blue one, it's the same as the other one, and it only goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I specifically remember that part because in the uh, the walkthrough this I already started the walkthrough at this point and it's like oh you had to go back to the desert so I was like okay I just have to go to the next floor and exit nope it wasn't that simple because I had to find the other elevator because of course I was on the elevator that only goes down <laughs> so but yeah no I, I for that card thing to go back to your original point I think it was either uh, that he did it on purpose or an aesthetic thing I just wish if it was an aesthetic thing there was some, even if it was minute, just tiny, detail that was different between the doors. You could know, walking up to it, okay, this door is this card. Because mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I walked up to doors and I would have four or five cards, you know, at that point. And does this card work? No. Does this card work? No. Does this card work? And go through all five of them. Okay, I'll have to come back to this later. So now I have to remember where this door is. To where, when I come back later, I can go through it and then, you know, repeat. So, Yeah. Knowing... Kojima and his habits. I know he did that shit on purpose. Like he was, he, um, I was thinking about this today cause you know, I, I, I one day want to make my own game and 
the um i can't even think of like what part of me but like a certain part of me wants to make a game that doesn't hold your hand Mm -hmm. um that you have to really really think about how to do stuff um and this was before i ever played like metal gear games like I, i always wanted to design a game that was somehow the game that we just played i was like oh this is the game that i would want to make but as i'm playing through it i'm like oh this is why these games aren't fun because there's no like you said there's no visual indicator of what door goes to what key Mm -hmm. yeah like how the hell would you know this elevator goes down and that one goes up yeah so i feel like i i know him at that on that level where it's like i want a game where it doesn't tell you everything and you have to figure it out on your own, you know, maybe not to like extend the life of the game, but just because like, I feel like I'm more clever than you. Can you, can you figure out what I set up for you? You know? And I yeah. feel like, I feel like that's the type of designer that Kojima is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like if he ever got his hands on super Mario maker, he would be making those super asshole levels because that's what I used to do <laughs> on super Mario maker. I would make the hardest, dumbest fucking levels. And, and I'd, submit them to people on on twitch and they'd be like this is fucking impossible how the fuck do you even beat this you know and they'd be like accusing me of like you made a dev door somewhere so you can beat it and get all the way to the end and i'm like no dude i promise no dev door just just a lot of attempts at completing my own level like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I certainly feel kojima did that shit on purpose um against probably people saying hey you should probably do it this way and he was probably like nah don't do it like that. <laughs> I, I also think it's an uh, aesthetic choice because, like I said, it was made for the MSX, which I think had more processing power or whatever you want to call it than, um, you know, like a standard NES. So there was no reason they couldn't have programmed it. And uh, to be an oversight, I don't think so because there was a lot of little details in this game that, um, you know, the gas room, gas mask, you know, freaking the key cards alone was a pretty innovative thought process you know imagine like zelda having a keys that only work in certain dungeons no you a key can work in any dungeon technically you know or the original zelda. Yeah. i'm not talking about like any modern Zelda. so i also think it was a uh, uh on purpose and uh like I said uh the, the whole bomb blast suit which is funny the the wording going back to translations as well how he says oh i forgot to tell you there's a wind barrier a okay. wind barrier a wind barrier <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> And and you can literally put the bomb blast through. I, I hope Chris. I hope you knew this. You can put it on, get past, it, and just take it off. I did. I, I hope you did. I that. did. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. What's funny? You mentioned that. I remember now looking back at that because I remember like I got to that top level and I was like, okay, another area I haven't explored. Let's go. And then he gives a call and oh, I forgot to mention there's a wind barrier here. And he said bomb blast suit or something. And I think I had forgotten about that later on. And I got the parachute. And I was like, oh, I can do the roof now. I can do it finally. I remember going back up to the roof and did the call thing. And I remember like, oh, I listened to that call before. I don't need to hear it. So I just ignored it. And I had the parachute and I, I had equipped it and everything. And I tried going and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like, do I need to do the call first? So I listened to the call again. You need the bomb blast. He was like, oh, gosh, dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I eventually found that and, and went from there. But, yeah, I was just. Uh... As annoying as those calls are. I'm I'm thankful for that reason because it reminds you. Yeah. Because if you absolutely totally forgot, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, the bomb suit." Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely went up to that roof two or three times, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't have this thing yet." But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's funny you guys said at a, at a 
had a hard time finding the uniform because I found it on fucking accident. Because, uh, like, I was telling Chris the other day when we were talking about the, the whole exploding the walls in the maze area, it took me a while. That, that was, like, the first place I got stuck. I was like, well, what do I do? And I was like, well, this room seems important. It, you know, how do I get into this maze? And then I realized all the walls are closed. And that that's what kind of led me to, like, oh, oh, maybe I can start punching walls and breaking them down or whatever. But the first wall I broke down was the one in the top, nor like, the north wasn't facing the inside of the maze and I exploded that and then I was like oh what's this and it's like a uniform and I'm like I don't know what this is for like I literally didn't know what it was for and I just picked it up but then I started <laughs> blasting my way inside the inside of the maze and then that's when I found the bomb blast suit but yeah that the, <laughs> the uniform was completely fucking on accident and it's like in the same area yeah yeah it, it's, it's a little annoying because I remember getting just past that the capture part when you fight whatever his name was, uh, Blast Shotgun Guy. I don't remember his Oh, name. so actually he has, um, his original name was uh, Shoot Gunner. Okay. <laughs> and then for our version, Shoot. they called him Shot Maker. Yeah, that's what it was. Shot Maker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I re- like you said, I remember busting down walls and I the path I took was counterclockwise. And so I remember punching all the walls. And, and again, there's there's to get into that maze, it's right outside that main door, just a little bit to the north. I guess I just must have missed it by a pixel because I went all the way around. And I was like, huh, I could have sworn you busted down the wall. I'm like, hey, and I just kept going, you know. So that, that kind of pissed me off because when I found it, I was like, dude, I, I missed it by a pixel. And then I didn't, again, I only, <laughs> I was just kind of mad. But I was going to say, kind of touching base on the codec calls, I, I do like them. They remind you. They do get annoying that there was no flags that say like, oh, he already has bomb blast suit, therefore don't call him Not about that this one, anymore. Seriously, um, sure. I, I wish, I, again, this is obviously the first game in the series, but I, I do wish I, that the codec calls were more useful. There's so many times where you'll call Big Boss or, or Useless Diane and just you get no answer, you know? So it, it was kind of annoying that they'll only talk to you in certain rooms or certain situations. Yeah. Um, and, and and most of it was bullshit anyways um, with Diane <laughs> this freaking the first time I call, got her to talk to me it's fucking Steve answers and he goes oh she's shopping right now oh my god yeah and I was like okay yeah, woman. Yeah, don't worry bitch she's doing her fucking nails or something oh I was like damn this is fucking sexist awesome. yeah I'm like on some fucking mission but yeah go you go shopping bitch go for it go, go take a shower yeah did you guys get the one I, I don't know if you guys kept calling her because uh I, I just i would just call all the time just and, and every room kind of just calling um there's the one where you call i think after you fight the flame guy or during the flame guy fight i don't remember steve picks up and goes diane no this is steve you again you stop talking to diane or leave her alone or yeah. something like that and i, I just I, I was like dude this, diane is worthless she doesn't do anything in this game yeah I, dude yeah that um that the fact that you have to call them in a certain room mm-hmm. sent me on a wild goose chase because yeah. at this point for sure I was using the guide because I was like how do I get key seven and you know Diane is like this is the only good thing Diane's useful for she'll tell you how to beat a boss and yeah and, yeah if they have the weakness yeah yeah and Diane's like uh, bloody Brad which is two dudes yeah yeah they're weak to to rocket launchers and i was like i don't have the fucking rocket launcher like where do i look for this thing and so mm-hmm. that's when i started looking for the or looking through the guide and they're like yeah you you 
I guess you have to rescue this dude, and then this dude will tell you to call Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so call Jennifer, and then she will prepare the rocket or some shit. And I guess I went into a completely different room and then called her and she wouldn't pick up. And I was like, what the, like, what the hell? And I literally, I, dude, I ran around the entire base and I swear I called her in front of that door, but I guess I didn't. But then I went back into that room. That's literally just outside where you get the rockets called her. And she's like, I'm preparing the rocket for you. And I was like, no way, bro. And then I go into this room and there's the rocket launcher. And I was like, what the Dude, that was definitely like another 30, 40 minutes of me running around <laughs> trying to find out where to call you. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I remember uh, yeah, that makes sense. I remember getting to that point in the, and I, I already been looking at the guide for a little while at this point. Um, and I remember the guide specifically said like, Jennifer will call you and tell you where the rocket launcher is. And then it said in parentheses, like, if you're good enough or something like that. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what are, what requirements? And I'm thinking, like, do you have to collect certain items before you get here? Like, is there a prerequisite or something? And uh, I read on a little bit later after that, and it turns out, yeah, you have to have enough. Uh, you have to rescued enough prisoner of wars, prisoners of war, uh, and have a high enough uh, ranking. You have to have a four star ranking, or else she just won't help you. She won't give you that item. Yeah, and it's like. I'm, I'm glad I rescued all of them in the beginning. You know, I, I went around and double-checked, triple-checked, sometimes four times checked every room, you know, just to make sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and because I didn't know if that was going to be a thing in the end. I was like, you get, like, extra points for this? Or is it like a... like a? Did you notice your rank was going up every once in a I, while? After I did them? notice that, but I didn't, I didn't connect it with rescuing the prisoners of war. I thought it was just, like... You beat like a, Progress. a yeah, it's like you beat like a chapter in the game or something. You're on to chapter two now or something. Because uh, I'd gotten up <laughs> to rank three before I had to use the the walkthrough. Uh, yeah, and so I was like, okay, you just you beat the per portion of the game, and so you just rank up. Um, I did also notice that your health went up and the amount of stuff you carry went up. Right. Um, but yeah, I just figured it was progress in the game. I didn't connect it to the number of prisoners you had rescued at that point. So I thought that was interesting. Did you also notice that? Um... You can go in and out of a room and just restock over yes. and over. Yeah, I def I I found that out pretty early. Okay, and I exploited the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> anytime I had the chance, anytime there were rations, I am I am loading up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I wanted to touch base on the what you think of the enemy AI, <laughs> Chris. Oh wow. Um. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, well, the the bloody Bill, I think in my walkthrough called them the Arnolds. Yeah, um, yeah, Arnolds. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were interesting because <laughs> I remember it said like, "Oh, when they're not looking, go through such and such door." And so I, I like stood on the screen for a long time to look to see like, do they turn around? Like, is it like the normal enemies where like every once in a while they'll turn around and face another direction? And I must have stood there for like two minutes and nothing was happening. So I was like, "Okay, I guess I can just go through the door." And as I started walking up, all of a sudden it like turns around and starts running at me. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like he wasn't looking for, at all before. And so I walk away and he, he walks back and stands there again. I was like, okay, maybe I waited too long. And so I walk up again and he does it again. It's like, okay, I guess that's just a thing that they do. And then I, so yeah. simple. <laughs> and then uh, well, like the, uh, the shot maker, I figured out that there was a little area you could stand and he wouldn't hit you. It's like, okay, like. This is easily exploitable. Yeah. Um, or even like the normal enemies when you when you trigger when you trigger an alert 
and they'll be running around like on the other side of the screen. It's like I'm over here. Are you gonna come at me? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, I that that definitely made me chuckle a few times. The AI, the enemies, and especially the bosses. Like some of it just didn't make sense. Like you have this easily exploitable little loophole here where I can just easily destroy you, but that's fine. I remember when I was fighting the uh, the helicopter on the roof, and uh, I I found, and I was I think I was using the the walkthrough by this point, um, but I didn't read for the boss battle, and, and I saw that it kind of fired in like a little arc in front of it. I was like, what happens if I stand over here? And it couldn't hit me, so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just fired it and won. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> You found the you found the the corner where yeah, you can't exactly. hit you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was uh you you can definitely tell it's early AI, um, and that it's Ooh. it's not not very good at all. <laughs> yeah, especially the the enemy vision. Mm -hmm. It's oh, yeah. a straight mm -hmm. line and pretty much yeah. maybe maybe two three pixels thick mm -hmm. maybe, mm -hmm. but you can like just walk right by them. And I. I... <laughs> I, I don't remember where it was that I had figured that out, but I remember when I realized that, like, oh, because I had the box by that point, and I remember, like, okay, he's right next to me. I have to stand really still. But as long as they're not looking at you, you're fine. You can move around. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it wasn't until maybe when we started talking about doing the podcast um, that I was, I was starting the games. I was like, okay, I want to make sure I... I have working versions of the games and everything. I think that's when I finally realized, oh, these dudes, they're dumb as shit. They look, they, they look in a straight line. They're basically the Deku scrubs from Majora's Mask. <laughs> if you don't, don't cross that, those, that linear path of theirs, they do not see you whatsoever. Like, cause when you first start, you're like, oh, oh, they could totally see me around this corner. You know, like you kind of, in your brain, you're like picturing a cone, like, oh, th this has to be their AI because they keep seeing me when I'm over here. But no, it's just your own imagination and you're walking around like a dumbass. That's why, mm -hmm. that's why you keep getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, you had mentioned, I don't know if it was uh, on the podcast, the first episode or not, but you had mentioned that the only thing you knew about Metal Gear was that he used a cardboard box and you had no idea oh, yeah. why it worked. But um, did, did you use the cardboard box? Obviously, you used it, and you saw why it works, right? I use it a lot. I still don't understand why it works, uh, because it, <laughs> like, it confounds me that you know an enemy standing there. He looks one direction, looks the way, looks back. There's a box there. Oh, that's perfectly normal. Goes on about his day. Like, I, I get it's like a meme and a joke and everything. I, I like if there's specific mechanics to it as to why Kojima put it in there. I don't know. Yeah, because it's a box, bro. You ever you ever try to use a box against someone in real life? It works. I, I can't say that I have, so you got me there. <laughs> um, did works every time, dude. Did you, uh, Chris? Did you use the smokes um, at all? I, you know, I used them in the beginning, and I remember hearing like a little ding sound, and I had no idea what was what it was doing. And then at the end, the walkthrough told me like when you're escaping, equip the cigarettes, and it'll give you extra time. And so I did that. I was like, okay, but. Like, I, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to get out, but it, I had, like, 29 game minutes or whatever it was, you know, to get out. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. But I figured, like, it slows down time or something. And so I equipped the smokes, and I went out and climbed the ladder and everything, and it, it didn't seem to make a difference. So I have no idea, again, what that was for. Yeah, I was about to say, what the hell? I uh, yeah, I've never heard about that. 
I remember, I remember reading about that, and when I played it, I didn't do it this time, but I remember reading about that. I, I forgot about it actually, Chris. It, I, I believe I did test it, and it does give you extra time. But um, uh, I meant, I meant like, uh, so you, you don't know what the dinging was, right? You said, uh, I'm sorry if well, I, I like, I, I noticed that it would kind of like flash slightly mm-hmm. in the corner where where it shows your equipment that you have equipped, mm-hmm. but otherwise, I. Yeah, there was nothing that I really noticed about it. So I know when you go into the, the item description, it, it does the whole, like, general surgeon's warning, this is bad for you kind of thing. Yeah, it's bad for yeah. your health. Well, yeah, clearly. But, yeah, otherwise, other than that, I had no idea what it was used for. So I was like, okay. Okay. I, the- I see it didn't restore health or anything. So I was like, I don't know. No, it was. No, it doesn't restore health. It was depleting your health. Was it really? I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Bad for your health. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. And I, I thought I had paid attention to that, but I guess not enough. Okay. But it actually does serve an actual purpose. I know. So, so Chris, what what the purpose it serves is um, you, you can use them to see the lasers before you get the thermal goggles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The smoke. That makes sense. So did you get to the laser room with before goggles? Yeah. Uh, and I, I kept, it kept going and off, you... and I had no idea why. Oh, okay. I, like, when, oh, okay, I, when okay. I got the laser goggles... Oh, what was I looking at? I don't think I had the... Maybe I did have the walkthrough at that point. Um, but I remember it said, like, equip the laser goggles to see the lasers. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, there's lasers there. And I didn't see them before. And I kept tripping the alarm. and Because I didn't know where they were. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know? It's just like... <laughs> and what was funny to me is when I, before, when I would go up there without the goggles, is it was seemingly random. Because I'd like... I was like, am I not allowed to walk between them? So I'd walk on the outside, and I would trip the alarm. Okay, I got to go now. You got to go, you know, the elevator to reset the alarm. And then I'd go back again, and I, okay, maybe I have to walk this side. So I'd go around that side and trip the alarm again. Okay, and and now, granted, these are like far and few between. So it's not like I'm doing this, you know, yeah. right after one and right after another. Um, and so, like, I had no idea it was like a laser grid setup thing. And uh, it wasn't until, yeah, after I'd gotten the goggles and I was like, what are those used for? And it said, like, in the item description, like, uh, allows you to see infrared lasers or something. And I was like, okay, where are there going to be lasers? And I remember I had equipped them <laughs> before I got to the laser area. Like, I tried it on and it just basically turned the screen black and white. And I was like, okay, like, what does that do for me? Like, does it show hidden things maybe? So I'm thinking, like, okay, there, if there's, like, a crack in the wall or, like, a hidden compartment or something i have to try these and so i remember i had them equipped for quite a while and then yeah later on with the the guy i said oh equip your laser goggles so you can see where lasers are. i was like oh that makes sense <laughs> so, so so there was a, a codec call in that room once you had the goggles yes. right is that yeah, what it was? I think it was after you get through that area okay. yeah i couldn't remember yet because because uh, obviously i'm sure german did the same thing because it's because we've played metal gear games before we were like oh cigarettes and so like it was just intuitive probably for german too it was just like yeah this is a laser room use use cigarettes <laughs> you know what? yeah now that you mention it like like that part i think it was just like second nature i think i just did it yeah yeah no for us but i, I think it had had he planned that section better maybe it could have been like a every time you trip the laser you get caught like the you know it's which is funny that speaking of getting caught how that that one section is the only time they take you prisoner but every mm-hmm. other instance they try to fucking murder yeah. you so okay it yeah. sense, but but you know that would have been interesting if he had employed that because then you'd be like i keep getting caught what am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong and then you 
you have smokes? Oh, I've never used these yet. And they're like, oh, shit, I can use the smokes, you know? Maybe that would have been kind of creative, but I was going to say, you can technically beat the game by missing a lot of stuff. Like, you don't technically need the thermal goggles. You don't need the mine detector. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the mine detector. I didn't know where it was. Oh, you didn't get it? Yeah, see? No, I just kept getting fucking hit. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can beat it. You <laughs> can technically the beat it without the oxygen tank or whatever. The... What? No way, dude. You just need a lot of rations. I can see that, yeah. If your health is high enough, if you have the high high rank and you have enough rations, I can... I, I Dude, you have too. to go through like three screens underwater. Yep, I know you can do it. It's it's pretty damn. Cool. It's not it's not a free. Nice. It's not a freebie. You definitely will make it to the end with barely any life left. That was, that was, that was, that was another thing I found out quite by accident. If you have the rations equipped, it will fill you up automatically. Oh yes, um, yes. I, I'm glad you noticed. Actually, uh, <laughs> the point I was trying to kill myself because I'd gone the wrong way and I was like, shoot going through rations. I don't want to go all the way back to the elevator, so I'm just going to kill myself, and I, I remember it was one of those areas with the dogs, and I think there was three of them, and it was taking forever for them to kill me, and I, as it was, I was, like, getting so impatient with them, like, just kill me already, please, and I had, the, I had accidentally equipped the rations, and my health was getting down low and low and low, and I was like, okay, it's almost time, it's almost time, and it fills up again, it's like, what, what happened? And I look, and I see that rations equipped, I was like, oh my gosh, it does it automatically, which... In, in certain situations will be very useful, obviously, yeah. if you're fighting a boss or something. Yeah. But, like, in this situation where I'm trying to die on purpose, it's like, no, no, I'm trying to die, and the one time it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, no, I, I could see how that was worked. Uh, but, actually, speaking of Mind Detector, uh, there was that point at the end where it was, like, uh, I want to say it was a gas room, and there were mines in the same room. And so you had to essentially choose one or the other. Oh, what was that room? Whether you, it was, I think it was the hundredth basement level. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was down there. Okay. Because um, I remember the game told me beforehand, like, be sure to stock up on rations. And I thought it was just for the boss fight. Like, okay, it's gonna be a tough boss fight. You know, the last boss fight obviously gonna be hard. So stock up, stock up on rations. No, I'm pretty sure it was for that room because you had to choose. Do you want to take damage from the mines, or do you want to take damage from the the gas? It's like, oh, wasn't it crap? And then there was another room after that. Wasn't it an electric floor? Like you had to take. The there, there was another one right after that. Yeah, oh, okay. where it was an electric floor. It's like, oh, there's nowhere to shut off. You'll just have to run as fast as you can. Like, cool, great, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's just one right after the other. <laughs> that was kind of yes. Did you guys find the the body armor? Um, yes, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, did, did you, you uh, the item I didn't find? Did a uh, big boss call you a bitch? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Big boss will call you and he'd be like, "What does he say?" He says like a real man wouldn't use body armor or some shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did say yeah. It, if you're wearing it, <laughs> yeah, he calls you out. That's, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he didn't call me out. I haven't really. I didn't really use it much, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> did um? Did you guys find the flashlight then? Yeah. I'm assuming or no. Uh, I didn't. You, dude, you did that room without the flashlight. How did you get through that area? I went the way around. The other way. What? No, oh, okay. I thought you had. You just, it's just. It's... Don't you have to go through there? No. Hold on. Let me I... look at this map. There's no way. I I remember. I remember after you get through that area, it says you can either go back through the trap rooms or go around. Oh, really? So I wonder oh if that's God. how he did it at first. 
but I, I I don't remember if there's anything you got in there that you needed to get out of that area or something. So if that was the case, no, that's, that's where you rescue his daughter or whatever, and it, it was supposed to be just a shortcut to get to get back. That's right, yeah. To the what is it? Building oh, yeah. two. Yeah, those those traps, by the way, were such a pain in the ass. I hated <laughs> those. Those were the bane of my existence. I swear to God, like there were so many times. Just a pixel yeah. on my little pinky toe, and I'm dead. Like, you got to be kidding me. I was just a millisecond short of making it in time, and that little pixel, nope, you didn't make it, you're dead. Yep. How did you like that, the death animation? Even if you've fallen through a hole or whatever, you just, like, funny is... spin around in place and then yeah. fall flat on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lay down, yeah. Oh, that reminds me, uh, too, that, that, that area on the roof... Um, when you're crossing those, like the bridge or whatever oh, yeah. it is, oh, uh-huh. where it kind of sways back and forth. Uh-huh. I remember the first time going on that, and I was I was in the box for some reason. I think I was like, there might be enemies nearby, so I want to be in the box just in case. <laughs> and uh, I remember I had fallen off, and the, the screen that it takes you through of you're just falling over the brick wall and falling over the brick wall, and then you just land on the ground and die. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that was. I didn't get that was anticlimactic. I didn't get to see that. <laughs> I didn't fall yeah. off, so they get to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't fall off either, Chris. So that's a that's a first. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> I was I was so careful. I was like, I don't want to fall off this fucking thing. I, I should check it out. I'll re I'll reload it to watch it. And then when I got the parachute equipped, and I was like, oh, this is how you get down to that one area because it's like you have to jump off the roof. So I was like, <laughs> this must be it, right? Uh-huh. And so I, ju- I remember I I like went I got past the first part and went to the second part. And I jumped off there with the parachute, and you fall down slowly, and you fall down slowly again, and you land. And I was inside the the area where I essentially started the game. And I was like, okay, that wasn't right. So I go all the way back up there again, and go. And this time I go in the first area, and I go down, and you you fall down slowly, and you fall down slowly, and I still land in the same area. It's like you gotta be kidding me. Where am I supposed to jump from? I went all the way. Dude, I didn't know there was multiple places to jump off of. What the heck? Yeah. That's well, the, crazy. the area, like I was talking about, where the bridges, I just jumped off there on purpose. I I, yeah. I, I never did because I remember that part when I first played it. And I remember being terrified of that bridge part. And so this time, this playthrough, I, I carefully walked through it. That's figuring you died, but I never tried it with the parachute or just to see if it was a certain animation. Yeah. That's cool that they like took that into account. Yeah, well, I, I figured that's where you were supposed to jump off. I didn't know you were supposed to go along further and all the way around that one area. So I had no idea. I was just like... You know, I can see your reasoning, Chris, but maybe because... I don't know. Maybe because we've played... At least for me, when because I've played other Metal Gear games before I played that one. Mm-hmm. I just knew. I'm like, this is not it. Like, this is not where I'm supposed yeah. to jump. And I just kept going, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't, It didn't even cross my mind. I was just like... Don't fall. Like, I think I forgot about the parachute but i was just like i need to get past this bridge <laughs> <laughs> that was my only yeah. focus did uh did you guys get also caught um with the, the fucking truck that takes you back oh three or four oh, times three or four times. yeah, yeah. I, I i knew one of them did and and again i'm confusing parts with with the nes version with this one at least i think i am but the point being is i was like i know one of these moves but i fucking remember which one and i'm like uh, I'm just gonna walk into this one, see if there's any ammo or whatever. Walked in, oh, it's moving, and it takes me back to fucking bitch, you know. And then I, <laughs> I accidentally walked back into the truck, and it takes me back even further. Like, yeah. You stupid motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then, if if you're not paying attention, 
by that point, actually, you have the keys to, to for it to take you. Like, if you don't go into the wrong truck again the second time, if from that first moving truck, you you have the keys to get right back into that desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so I went, I went all the way around, and then I ended up back in that area, and I was like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All I had to do was go like up or whatever. I was like, I'm yep. so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and now that you mentioned that, so that that um, that desert part with the, I think it's the second desert part with the after the scorpions, mm-hmm. and then there's those trucks lined up, and and Big Boss calls you, and he's like, mm-hmm. use the rightmost uh, truck. Don't don't do that because that takes you back to the fucking beginning. <laughs> I I followed his stupid ass advice, and and yeah, I fucking went, I fucking went the. Uh, it took me took me back to basement one, and that's that's when I started discovering like, oh my god, I could just I have all the keys that I need to get back. But yeah, yeah, but that's big boss again, fucking with you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I I don't I didn't remember him telling you to turn off your your system. Yeah. Um, I remember him giving you false information, but I forgot about that. When you mentioned it, Chris, I was like, oh yeah, dude. Like, I'm glad that Hidel was fucking with us so hard even back then. Mm-hmm. Back, yeah, back then. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, um, you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like, like again, for me, it kind of flew over my head because I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but you being the first time seeing that, I mean, it, it'd be like fucking Toad telling you, like, just turn off your game. Don't beat World 8. You're like, what the fuck? What do you mean don't beat World 8, you know? You know? It, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, you know, or the old man in the Legend of Zelda you like, don't don't try and challenge out again. Just turn it off. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean turn it off? What do you mean turn it off? Yeah. Yeah. Because in this version, he says, turn turn the system off. But in the original one, he says, turn off the MSX. Yeah, does he? Yeah, he like specifically calls out the console. Yeah. Yeah, it made, um, made, it made me think of, um, do you guys ever play Eternal Darkness? No. No. Yeah, that game will, like there's a sanity meter. And if your sanity goes low enough, the game starts fucking with you. Like uh, the, the first time I played this was in college and it was on the GameCube and there was a room that I that I walked into, and then all of a sudden I got swarmed by enemies, and I was like, "Oh, whoa, this is way too many!" And as I go to attack them, I get this thing on the screen that's like your controller disconnected, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, did I fucking disconnect my controller? And I'm walking over to the to the console, like I'm like, "No, dude, it's connected." Like, what's going on? And I'm like, "Dude, the controller's not working." I'm like, "The fucking GameCube's fucked up or some shit." And then it like flashes, and then it's you're just okay, and it's just like, "Um, what the hell?" Oh, that's like the. Dude, the, I think I've heard about that game. The game does crazy. It'll turn the volume down on you for no reason. Like it does crazy shit to you, and it's just like, what? There's a, there's like a there's one part where like it erases your game save. <laughs> it's just like, oh dang. Okay, like did I just seriously lose everything? But it's just <laughs> fucking with you. Yeah, see, I've heard about it, and I would love to try it out. Um, but because I've heard so much about what it does to you, it kind of makes me feel like I won't get that same experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun though. Like the the last time I played it, I played it on stream, and I actually didn't let my sanity go all the way down, like ever, pretty much. Like it was, it's actually pretty easy to be able to keep it up. But yeah, I didn't experience anything that entire playthrough. And people watching me were like, "Let your sanity go down," and I was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this game fuck with me, man." <laughs> well, well, on the subject of like games fucking with you, I don't know if you guys have played them. Did you guys play Arkham Asylum, the Batman game? Yes. The first one, the Asylum. Chris, did you play that one? No, I only played uh, Arkham Knight. Oh, and shit. Um, <laughs> do you mind if I say spoiler then, just in case? I'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, cause games fucking with you. I remember I got I got messed big time, messed with so much on that game when 
I think it's the first or second time you you kind of get uh, hit with that scarecrow spray or whatever. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his fear toxin, and it looks like you re- your game restarted. You know, it literally just like cuts out. It starts then, over. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the WB logo. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like what? And like the same intros playing. I'm like, I was bad. I remember. <laughs> I remember going, fuck this. I-, I was getting up ready to just turn it off. And then, like, I see that, wait a minute, it was a little different. I'm like, wait a minute. And then, you know, it plays out the rest of the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it just fucks with you just, just enough, I think. They must have timed it and knew, like, people will shut it off in 10 seconds. So don't let it go longer than 10 seconds because I almost turned my fucking game off, dude. Yeah, because, like, it, it does a visual glitch like what, your, like, like what your graphics card would do if, like, you bumped it or something. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Like those like horizontal lines mm-hmm. that are like the worst thing ever. Like when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh!" I was like, "Did my PS3 just got like what the fuck? Just did I just rock my PS3? What's going on?" Like it looked it looked horrible, and it makes that awful like sound. Oh, yeah. and it's just like, "Oh, dude, my PS3 is fucked up." <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, just 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 kind of commenting on games, uh, kind of giving you the business, and that game, like I remember that one, and and and. Metal Gear will definitely do it, uh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of the probably the first to ever do that. Um, what in 1987? I said, like, yeah, I would think it's definitely one of the first for sure. Yeah, I can't think of any other game that did that. And you know, I can imagine playing the, this game at that time and like turn off my console. Like, how many kids took that seriously and like actually shut off their console um or even like young adults who were playing it or whatever like oh crap okay uh i guess i have to like you know because you don't know what's supposed to happen if you're the first time playing it and like i said there's no playthroughs or guides or anything so yeah yeah i mean especially if it was brand new like who's really talking about the ending like oh it's big boss the whole time like Mm -hmm. you're playing it on your own it's just like watching a movie for the first time you don't know what the hell's coming around the corner but, uh, yeah. So you did it without the flashlight, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no, I didn't go through there with the flashlight. I remember I went around. No, that's what I'm saying. You did it without oh, it. Because <laughs> I remember I walked in that room and I was like, and I, and I, I was like, dark room. And I was like, and I took a step forward and I hear the, and I was like, oh, it's this fucking room. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. And I was like, I got to go back and find the flashlight. And I was like, dude, I've been to every fucking room. I was like, dude, I think they just connects to the next zone. Like, nah, fuck this. I'm going around. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I, I almost thought about going cutting through there, like with the, the the map you sent or something, or just look at a picture guide. But I was like, I tried it that way. There's no way. I was like, I'm just gonna go around. I'm like, whatever. It's gonna, it literally was like an extra two minutes of walking. It, it's not that far. Yeah. I mean, for me, it probably yeah. would have been um, shorter to go around and go through all those dang traps because. I don't know how many times I died, but it was... Hey, even with the <laughs> flashlight, I had a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I do remember the first time going through it. It is, it is a pain in the butt. I only got caught on one trap. So the whole time, I remember there being traps. I just don't remember where. Every room that I would walk into that had ammo or ration, I would kind of walk around the edge. You know, I'd be very cautious, right? Mm-hmm. No room had traps. No room had traps until, like, building two, I believe it was. But I was always super cautious. There was one in building two, kind of by the elevator, maybe. But the point is, I knew there was, I was like, this is obviously a trap. Sure enough, it is there. How did it get caught? And then I saved the uh, doctor, whatever the hell his name is. I can't, I couldn't pronounce it if I tried. Um, uh, Petrovich Mannar. There you go. That, Mr. That guy. I saved his daughter. And, and, and again, and, and I went in that room and I hugged the wall 
literally, I was kind of like, oh, maybe that's the only pitfall. I thought there was more, right? And I was like, huh, oh, well. And I just the wall just kind of out of habit because that's how I was, I've been playing every freaking room. Punched the wall and, you know, got her out. And then I walked straight out. That's the first one I got hit by. And I was like, and the, the checkpoint was a little further back. And I was like, I literally have me hit by one and I get hit right now that I let my guard down. You know, like every room I've been walking around the edges so I wouldn't get caught by 80 pitfalls. And and I and I got caught there. So I, I just kind of got mad because that's the only one I got caught at. And I was like, dude, I was being so careful. Yeah, I just I got hit by one. So it kind of pissed me off. Did the uh, did the fake Dr. Petrovich get you? No, no, no. Um, I remember as soon as I saved them, it said like, ha ha, you fell for my... And I remember it's like, oh, pulled back. And I just held down and I was like, nope. No, he got me. <laughs> like, I didn't remember it was a fake one, but I remember as soon as he said, ha ha, I got you. Or you got my... I was like, oh yeah, yeah, good ball. Yeah, I did. I did remember after I thought to him. I didn't think to get out of the way. I was just like, oh, oh no, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I remember thinking the same thing at first. It, like, even with the guide up and it's like, there's a trap, so watch out. And I was like, what trap? And then the store floor starts opening. And by that time, it was already too late. <laughs> And I fell down. I was like, oh, I guess that's the trap it was talking about. <laughs> like how Chris, Chris was using the guide like he was following a recipe. Pretty much, yeah. And didn't read ahead. <laughs> well, I, dude, I hate those recipes where you're supposed to read ahead. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why would you do it this way? Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like someone telling you, like, crack the egg. And it's like, also, it's going to be messy. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Like, now it's, <laughs> now it's all over the place. No. No, or it'll say like separate the eggs and the yolk, and then you're like, oh, separate the egg from the the, the, the sorry the white from the yolk, and and you're like put the yolk in the in the pan. You're like, oh, okay, so you let the fucking uh, whites fall into the sink or the trash, and then the next step will say use the whites that you separate. You stupid bitch! <laughs> I don't got those no more. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Um, uh, speaking of, I was gonna say, hold on. Uh, the game never mentions, and who knows, the manual does. Who are the hell are the other POWs? Because you were only there, technically, to rescue Gray Fox. Right. There is another one, but I don't think we get his name, but Jennifer's brother. Oh, oh. we do. Uh, That's the only other one that we know their names of, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, all the other ones are just random POWs, but they're not Foxhound, I'm assuming. They're just just prisoners of war, I guess? I guess. Like, they're not... Cause this is this is an established base, right? Like they didn't work at this base and were taken prisoners. I'm guessing, hmm. right? Because Outer Heaven is an established base that Big Boss set up, I guess. Um, so yeah, so who the hell are those people? And they're yeah, soldiers. Yeah, that, I didn't think about that the first time I ever played it, and and this time is when I was kind of, you know, just replaying it and just kind of going through the the game and the story and everything that's gonna be developing. And I was like. Wait, who the fuck are these guys? Again, they're throwaway characters, I guess. But, yeah. you know, it's just interesting to know that you've been saving people that you were never there to save. And, and somehow it benefits you, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. Now that I've completed the game and understand, like, all that happened and everything, I'm curious why Dr. Preprovich, or whatever his name is, didn't know that Big Boss was behind all this. Because wouldn't he have hired him to make that? So how does that work? Oh, right. He doesn't mention anything at all, does he? Yeah, because he doesn't say anything. He's like, just rescue my daughter and I'll help you. And then he rescues his daughter and he's like, this is how you beat the the uh, Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess maybe, maybe, oh, Drago Petrovich Madnar. I forgot he had a third name. <laughs> maybe he 
assumed you knew because I get I don't think he knows that he sent you in there. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he knows who sent you. Uh, that might be the only way that that makes sense. That could be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could also been maybe Big Boss was never directly there, you know, giving him the commands, if you will. Yeah, a situation where Big Boss hired someone to hire him or told someone else to hire him. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, his right-hand man, you know. The fact that he could have been like, hey, hurry up, you know, Big Boss is going to kill your... Or maybe he didn't even know him by name. He just knew it's the bad guy who was telling me to do stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Who, who'd have thought this little, uh, supposedly, what did they say, Chris? They said like a four-hour game? Yeah, I looked it up on how long to beat, and they said a four-hour game. And I remember saying, if you know what you're doing. And I was like, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some little four-hour game would like would be this deep. Yeah, like my, so, yeah, my clear time, what did it say? It's wildly incorrect. It said like three, hold on, let me three look at it. 345 or something, 317, I don't Somewhere. 32733. Yeah. That's very incorrect. <laughs> um I think I was closer to ten hours for sure. And Chris says, what does yours say? You say six hours and sixteen minutes, and you think you're closer to twenty hours. Yeah. If not more. <laughs> yeah, because I there was a few days I spent a good four or five hours each, each session. And I did yeah. There were a couple days where I did two sessions in the same day. Yeah. Um trying to figure stuff out and yeah. So I'm I'm probably 20 hours or so in german do you remember your clear screen no and i i'll have to go take a picture later um did you get did you get a code name i didn't even i literally beat it for my podcast (laughs) (laughs) literally well because i felt back i just didn't have time to play recently these last couple days yeah and i knew i was super close like i said i left off at the i got the enemy uniform and i more or less knew where to go so i literally was I ate dinner and that's what I was doing and I literally I was like I beat it and I hopped on the the codec and I was just waiting for you guys to show up so <laughs> I'll go take a picture later. Yeah, so Chris and I both got the same code name. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I don't, I didn't pay attention, so I wonder what affects the code name in in this game. So I think what affects it because I watched the speed run on it um, after I beat it. I think you're only allowed one alert, zero kills. Whew. Uh, and one ration, zero save, zero continues, obviously. I don't know what time, but yeah. One alert, one ration to get big boss rank. Jeez. Yeah, so I think those are the important ones, are, are alerts, humans killed, and rations. I assume the one that we got is probably like the lowest tier. Probably. Uh, that's what I figured, <laughs> yeah. When I saw that, I was like, that makes sense. Um, and I didn't, I, remember, I didn't remember. What was it, antelope? No, it was deer. Deer. Yeah. Deer, deer. Let me let me look up what the code names are. Yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, I play it on easy, you know, that's gonna hurt my score or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I died a lot. I had a lot of continues. I had a lot of alerts, a lot of kills and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised I got deer. And then when you said you got the same one, I was like, how is that possible? Like, you finished it in less than half the time I did. I'm sure you got a lot less deaths than I did. Like, that doesn't seem right. But yeah, if that's the case, then that makes sense. <laughs> For sure, mine's probably super messed up because, like I said, I, I was really speed running it at, here at the end. I, I stopped even sneaking by people. I was just running through, like, whatever. I was just <laughs> killing everybody. I didn't care anymore because I was just trying to beat it, you know, just so I can say I beat it. Because I was going to say, how the hell am I going to sit here and let Chris say, <laughs> I beat it, and then be like, no, I didn't. Well, to be to be fair. That's, that's why I sent that text, man. <laughs> I was like, if I put it. To be fair, I was... I was surprised I beat it in time too. 
uh, because I remember I was playing it last night, and I got to the area with the traps, and at the I I think I had just finished the area of the traps, and it's the the guy like you're almost done, and I was kind of like glancing ahead, not actually reading or anything, just kind of looking ahead, like okay, how much more do I have to do? And I'm reading and reading and scrolling and scrolling. It's like I thought I said I was almost done. Like what the hell? This isn't almost done, but. <laughs> as I was going through that, a lot of it was like he was talking about the dialogue they were saying or like describing rooms and stuff like that. And it's like it wasn't as much to do as it was written. Yeah. Um, and so it, it didn't take me as long as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember last night thinking like, oh, I have, you know, uh, every Wednesday I have my wife and I have our day day um, where we just hang out, play games and, and spend time with each other. And I was like, I have that tomorrow. And then, you know, we had the podcast in the evening. So I had like, a few hours in the afternoon where I can get it done, but that's it. And if I don't get it done, like that is what it is. I didn't think you guys were going to have a problem with that, but like at the yeah. same time, it's like, I want to try to get this done as much as I can. And so I remember after date day, I just sat down and I, I, I had my lunch and everything and I was focused. I was like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And I just, I just went through and I died a bunch of times. I was like, okay, don't get frustrated. Just continue. And then, yeah, there was another point where I went in the wrong truck and got taken back to the beginning again. It's like, <laughs> Mm, you know <laughs> but uh i i went through and i was able to beat it and and just i think it was i had like two hours left before i had to make dinner and everything and this was after all that so it was it was pretty close yeah i made it so yeah how many gray hairs did you did you earn <laughs> <laughs> oh uh a few dozen at least i'm sure <laughs> um and and like you guys know me i don't get frustrated at games and like noise you you talked about before like i played through neo and like I didn't quit, I just kept going. But like this was one of those games where there was a couple times it's like, okay, I need to take a break now. I need to step away and play something else, and yeah. just take some time so I don't burn out on the game. You know, so I don't like get over frustrated. No, I don't want to play this ever again. It was just that happened. I remember two distinct times that that happened, and uh, I was like, okay, just take a little break. You know, go eat something, go get something to drink, walk around run it off whatever and then come back a little bit later when you're ready again that's what i did so it, it worked out so yeah Old, older games tend to do that like it's the, their limitations really make it frustrating when you're just like i just i know what i need to do <laughs> but the controls don't let me because they're not designed that way yeah. <laughs> it's just like how do i do this one thing that threw me off in the beginning um and this was like the first day i was playing in the beginning um was the save system because you can save anywhere but it doesn't mean that's where you load up <laughs> that threw me off completely oh god and i was like why give the option to save seriously if it's not going to let you load there i don't understand and that's how i figured that the that the clock that's running is incorrect because i would like the very first time you get to the like the first elevator i kept dying afterwards and i would i would save and i was like okay i'm gonna come back to this later and i would save and i'd come back and it still said like 10 minutes. And I was like, no, 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 no. I've been playing this for at least an hour. Yeah. And I've died and I save and I come back to the same freaking elevator and it's still, it like resets it back to that whenever mm, yep. that checkpoint happened. Yep. That's the time. It must be. Yeah. That must be it. Yeah. I noticed that relatively early on as well. So I was like, wait a minute. Cause I think it was, uh, I think it was after my first big gaming session where I spent like four or five hours playing and said I was like two and a half hours and I was like, no, what? <laughs> I've been looking at the time. It's been longer than that. And so I was like, oh, it must just be like every time you die and reset, it resets the the 
the time is tracking as well. So I was like, okay, that's going to be off in the end by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see um, after you beat it, you get a uh, boss survival mode? I saw that and I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe later, not right now. <laughs> was that always been there or is that something that was added to the HD collection? That's a good question. I have no idea. I assume what that is, is you just go into one room after another of bosses. We'll look it up. Yeah, that's, I mean, like a boss rush mode. I haven't clicked on it, so. I'm not really getting any answers on the code names, because the one I found just gave me code names for, um, for like, the boss rush mode. No. <laughs> which is also pretty okay. insane. It's like, you get big boss mode. Oh, wait. Yeah, boss survival mode. You have to beat it in less than 50 minutes. Um, no, I... I don't think... Because it says there's eight mandatory alert modes. Does that mean you play through the whole game? Dude, I have no idea. None of this makes sense. <laughs> look, let's just research myself later. But um, but yeah, Chris, I was going to say, as soon as you enjoyed the game, that's that's kind of what matters the most. I don't, we don't want you to feel like pressured or you have to, especially since the next one that's coming up is the NES version, right, Noise? Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> and, and and then and then based on release date, it, right after that is uh, Snake's Revenge, correct? Uh oh yeah. So it's because Snake's Revenge got released before the official yeah Metal Gear Two Metal Gear Metal Gear Two Solid Snake, which which from what I've read, Metal Gear Snake's Revenge prompted kojima to go what the fuck is this shit it's like yeah no i'm i'm making the sequel that's not that's not the right the sequel so um um, i think uh did i release date order here we go um so yeah so metal gear 1987 here's the weird thing metal gear on nes and the msx version both got released on 80 in 87 uh metal gear 2 solid snake and snake's revenge both got released in 1990 so what the story, um, as it's been written somewhere or someone, no one knows the real story, but someone on a train told, well, they asked Kojima like, Hey, are you ever going to make a, 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 a second metal gear? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Or no, wait, sorry. I'm, t- I'm telling that wrong. No, someone told him that they're, they were developing a metal gear without him. And he was like, and he was like, Oh, well, you know, whatever. And then that's, that's fine. And, and. And uh, he's like, he asked him, are, are you not going to develop one on your own? Like, are you just going to let them do that? And he's like, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, I, I did my game and and I'm fine with it. Um, but while he, like, when that guy left, when he was on the train, he wrote an entire, like, outline for the for his own Metal Gear 2. And then that's how Metal <laughs> Gear 2 got made. And both of them released in the same year. Yeah, yeah, pretty much sounds something like that. Yeah, so... That's the myth. <laughs> I, I say this is what I was thinking. I know it's it's, it's always like a unknown. It's obscure because we will never know. We weren't there. Yeah. But my my thought noise was uh, tell me what you think is like. Remember what you the comment you made on the first uh, episode, which was uh, eat, eating our vegetables. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I am one hundred percent for, and at least I'm really thinking I'm I'm gonna boot up the NES one version one and uh, hate it, and then I'll boot up the Snake's version. And I'll hate it. And then we can get to Metal Gear Snake, uh, Solid Snake, an actual good game, just like uh, this MSX version. Yeah. Do, were you thinking about doing that, or do you want it to do the NES version and then do Fukushima's version and then do the crappy version, or how do you want to do this? Because I'll be honest with you, 
based based on what I I remember, just because I, I I've tried and I mean tried as an adult, a full grown adult, <laughs> tried to beat the NES version, and even on emulator, it is unfucking playable. So I I just don't even see as like even with save states that we were saying. Honestly, dude, I, I don't even really see us beating this freaking game. And, and and then I I never even tried Snake's Revenge because I've seen a, a walkthrough, a playthrough, and I was like, yeah, no, I've never played this freaking game. So <laughs> I've, I I can almost for certain say for certain we're not going to beat these. Two. But I wish we play them 100 just so we can uh, say we played them, and then and so we can so so Chris, so you can see the difference between. Uh, a good game and a really <laughs> shitty game. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't stress. Like playing this one was, I was fun. I loved it. I, I, I did love it. And just thinking about all the the the, the NES version, the, the they made changes and stuff. And God, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not even the same game. Um, no. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. You, you make a great point. Like the more I think about it, it's just like, should we just do Metal Gear Two and then? Maybe at some point in the future, try to go through the shitty NES versions. Because cause Chris kind of also brought up a good point. As like a retrospective type thing, you mean? Like later on do the NES? Yeah. Yeah, just because like, cause you brought up a good point where like you had to walk away from this game to not shoot your brains out. Because I get that. <laughs> and and I, I think I exaggerated slightly. I wasn't in a situation where I was like steaming or anything. It's just like... All right, I feel, you know, the pressure starting to rise. I feel that frustration starting to rise. So before it gets bad, I'm going to take a break from it and play something else. It wasn't like I'm ready to throw my keyboard at my screen or anything like that. It was just like, all right, that's annoying. I'm going to take a break now, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. And I feel like if we do these two games, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, I might throw something. <laughs> Well, well, that's why I'm suggesting because I've attempted, I've attempted the NES one. I've not attempted Snake's Revenge. No, neither have I. Oh. That's why I'm suggesting we just <laughs> instead of giving you know our standard is or what we're trying to do is one game one week kind of at, at least for these ones. Um, we just use this next week to just play the crap out of the NES versions, both one and two, and just just really throw ourselves at them, just see how far we can make them, just with no pressure of actually trying to beat either one of them. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. And then we can make that. So you're just saying, yeah, make that the next episode. Okay. So this, so this, so you're saying for next week, we, we attempt both NES games. I think so. That get those, those crappy shit out of the game, out of the way. Cause I, I do want to play them. I, I, and I think Chris should play them a hundred percent. Probably on our own time or behind a paywall. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there needs to be. I I feel I feel you. I feel like there needs to be an incentive behind actually completing those games. Those games are uh, everything I've ever heard about Snake's Revenge is not positive in any way. No, I'm I'm telling you, I've seen a walkthrough and it is horrible. <laughs> I've never even seen a walkthrough of the NES one, but I've seen the ending and the ending make like I don't want to tell Chris uh, until after we uh, until next week, but. The ending of the first one is is like, are you fucking kidding me? I did all this for this shit. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, it's it's really the most anticlimactic ending to like any video game ever. It's fucking fucked up. You could say it's the lost of games. <laughs> Fuck off, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare talk down on Lost. <laughs> if it wasn't for Lost, there wouldn't be fucking shows like whatever ones there are now. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but no, that's that's what I'm suggesting. Like I said, a hundred percent. Let's play them. They're on our list, and it, at the end of the day, um, despite them being crappy, despite them, you know, being really ass games, they're still artwork. They're still somebody's artwork, if you will, and, and they put time and energy into it. So, yeah. I think there's still something to appreciate. You know, what is what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like they have merit. Appreciate. Yeah, well, yeah, I appreciate the artwork that's behind it and, and all the, the time that went to it. But I think by playing them, it'll make us appreciate the MSX version much, much more. I thought you were going to say, by playing them, we take away their power. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a good, uh, a great idea, actually. Because, yeah, I was like, I was also telling Chris uh, yesterday, I was like, dude. I don't know. I, I don't know why I was playing this game on my phone with a like with a adapter. Like I, I told him, like I felt all like the tension in my shoulders and in my back. Yeah. Because I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to like shut myself away playing this game, you know, and ignoring my wife and my kid. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do this in the living room while they're there with me, and I can pause it whenever and interact with my kid and stuff. I was all like tensed up and all crazy. And I told them, I was like, if someone had walked into the room, they would have thought I saw the ring video. <laughs> Cause I was, I was like, just like all contorted in the corner of this couch, like with this phone in my hand, you know, like I was like, dude, I'm sure someone was like, this fucking guy just watched the ring video. He's dead. It's just all holding his phone playing metal gear. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was uh, not stressing me out, but for sure I was like, Man, it's been a while since a game like really uh, tested my patience. I guess it was definitely testing my patience, especially when I would die, just lose like an hour worth of gameplay. Just like on the version? Huh? No, on the MSX, where it's just like, oh, yeah, the one we just played is just like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, oh. this this elevator was like an hour ago. Like, I don't even yeah. remember what I did. I have to look at my items to, to know what I don't have. But but the good thing to just to finish this off is. If you rem like, I remembered early on the elevators are the checkpoint. So anytime I found something important, I would just go to the elevator. So at least it saved it. Yeah, I didn't even think of. I didn't even think of that. Just walking to the elevator room, walk out, and you're like, "Cool, I'm saved." And you know what? Some rooms let you start over in those rooms. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That too, yeah. And I didn't know which ones. You know, I could trust. I was just like, <laughs> that. That too. Like the the game made me lose trust in it. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't put any faith in what it, you know, like you, like Chris, when he found out like, oh, I can't just save everywhere. Like shit. Like what, where does it save? I don't know. Yeah. Does someone have the code for that? <laughs> like, yeah, it was, that, I think that was, that, that, that's, I think what was stressing me out, me out the most. Cause I was just like, I don't know how far I can make it before I could turn this off because the version we were playing has no save states. I don't even think the the Snake Eater one has either. I think they're just straight like just just game saves. Pretty uh pretty fucked up. Well, I think we've said everything we can say about the MSX version of Metal Gear. I think so. Agreed. I want to say thank you to Hideo Kojima for absolutely testing our might. <laughs> I can't believe we beat it. I, I I had little faith in myself actually, and I was like, no, I know it might take a guide, but. I, I need to see this through because I've never seen it with my own eyes. Great game for its time. Like definitely uh, yeah. a game unlike anything ever. Super ahead of its time. Like really thinking outside the box. Yeah. I think it holds up pretty well. Like I said, I mean, it's got its flaws, but you know it's dated. But it was fun. I'm telling you, I had fun playing it. I was excited to play it. This made me want to make 
like a version of it that's not so frustrating. <laughs> like I just wanted to make it <laughs> the key cards and the gas bass. Cause, cause when you look at the, yeah. Cause when you look at the map, it's not big at all. No. It's the tiniest game in the world, but he used backtracking pretty well. Oh, which isn't, which is a point I wanted to bring up is this is a type of Metroidvania. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of gatekeeping and, and stuff like that and backtracking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But like very unconventional type of Metroidvania. Yeah. I really, I really like the game. I don't know that if, I played this as a kid, I would, and, and if I had ever beaten it or anything as a kid, I don't think I would have been like excited for the next one. Maybe the ending would have made me excited, but I don't think I would have wanted go, to go through that ever again. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was pretty tough. Yeah, I agreed. If I, if, and I was playing the NES version as a kid and I, I hated it and I always try to get further and further every time I would boot up once a month just to try and see how far I can get. It was, it was unplayable, but this version, as a kid, thinking thinking the same time place that I played the NES version, I don't know if I would have been able to beat it back then. No. And I agree with you. I don't think I, if I had managed to beat it, I would have been like, cool, I'm done. Probably not playing that ever again. Yeah, I think... Because um, you're frustrated, you know, but... but. Yeah, I just felt it, like when I play, when I beat it, I just felt a sense of relief. I was like, I don't, I'm never going to play that again. And then I immediately booted it up again to see if I could like do it and then I died and went back to the first elevator and I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Never playing it again. I'm good. Any last thoughts guys? Uh, I'd just like to, to re reinstate what, or restate what I said before reiterate, I guess I did enjoy the game very much. It was definitely a challenge. I do like uh, the little hints and little context clues it would give every now and then there were like, like German said, there's, there's, Definitely parts of it that, are, that didn't age well, um, but I think the game overall uh, was, yeah, definitely ahead of its time and aged well and and still very much holds up to a lot of games even now as far as storytelling and, and game mechanics and everything. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of mechanics that should be and could be reused uh, in modern day games that uh, I think in some ways have become too easy or too lax. Uh, as far as context clues on how to get through the game. Uh, German, I know we've talked about this several times, like when you go into a new game, um, especially if it's like a long series, like we've talked about with Monster Hunter, where you have to go fight your first monster and they have to hold your hand. And like in Pokemon, this is how you use a Pokeball. Yeah, I've been playing this since Gen 1. I know how to use a Pokeball, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And I understand there's going to be newcomers to the, the series and everything, but like either give us an option to skip the tutorial and we can learn stuff on our own through context clues or through um, little hints here or there, or just just don't do it, you know? Trial and error. Yeah, exactly. Let us figure it out. That's, that's half the fun in the game for me, is learning how to figure things out, you know? And, and I think that a lot of games, systems, and series and stuff like that can can take a uh, lesson from that and learn to give us clues as opposed to guiding us through and telling us how to do everything well said yeah german no uh no no chris chris hit the nail on the head pretty much it was my i've already said my piece which is get game held up pretty well despite the, the drawbacks i i still liked it i'd probably play it again maybe maybe once every other couple years just for fun yeah i'd like to play it again later on just to see how much i've retained and if i can get through it without a guide and, and see how that goes and everything yeah so it holds up despite the sexism, right? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she's taking a shower. She was shopping. <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember what the other one was. But then her jealous boyfriend or whoever he was. I mean, he is boyfriend. He said, this is her boyfriend. Fucking Steve. Steve. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing with her radio, man? I know. She's on a mission. Why is he there? Anyways, this has been Kodak Calls uh, Metal Gear Saga podcast. Uh, once again, uh, I am Luis. I'm Dermot Bruce. I am German. I'll separate you both right there. <laughs> you, went, you went out of order, Chris. It's Sorry. You, Luis, me, then you. The pecking order. <laughs> yes, sir. The pecking order. <laughs> yes, sir, sir. All right. Uh, so yeah. So we'll play. We'll play some of the NES versions if we can, and then uh, we'll report back from the trenches of god awfulness next week. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Yes, sir. The entire episode is out now. Those three are still playing. More content? Yes, sir. Pixel-Benders.com is the best place to find it. Yes, sir. Movie commentaries, let's plays, and early access to videos are there. Right on schedule. Yes. You can click the link in the description below. Yes. You can send your questions to info at pixel-benders.com. No, sir. It doesn't cost a thing to give the show a five-star rating. That's right. Nobody knows you are the one that will keep this podcast alive. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Mr. Listener.